Well, hello and welcome to The Divine Podcast. I'm your host, Dee, and some of you may recognize me from my reality TV show days, or if you're new here, I hope you can connect with my ideas and thoughts on things that really shape who I am as a person. I will be sharing personal stories and conversations that will make you laugh at my pain, cry with me through heartbreaks, and feel hopeful about life and all its roller coaster of emotions. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Divine. Today I have with me my producer Andrew. Hello. And we will also have a very special guest on called Will, but we will get to that in just a bit. First, I just want to say thank you for all the support and amazing messages I've received over the last couple of weeks since launching this podcast. And honestly, your messages have really helped warm my cold heart. So I just want to read a couple that really stuck out to me. So one of these messages from a person named Brian And he says, hello, Dee, I have been a fan of you since you first stepped into the challenge. You're a great athlete and a woman. I say that in the most positive way possible. I have two daughters ages eight and nine, and I want them to also be great in the future. I truly enjoyed your podcast today and what you said. Honestly, thank you for letting out. Anyways, the message just goes on, but I just want to say thank you to you, Brian, for reaching out. Um, Another message here from Trent. He says, Hi Dee, I wanted to reach out because I listened to your podcast and I almost cried. I'm so glad you knew who I was inside and how I was with you. I always knew you were who you were and what you meant with everything. Even though I haven't seen you on TV for a couple years or really talk like we used to, I still adore and love you so much Dee. I'm so glad and thankful that you are here and that you are healing and I'm so happy hearing you now. You're amazing. I will always appreciate what you've done for me. Shout out to Trent. You're a real one. And another message from this person named David. And he said, I listened to the first two episodes of the podcast. They were really great. You really, ta- you have a real talent for it. You're a great storyteller. Can't wait to listen more in the future. Thank you for all your hard work. Um, yeah, so those are just a few messages that I received from you guys. And I honestly just want to say thank you so much because hearing those messages really remind me again of why I'm doing this and why I want to continue to do this. So now I would like to introduce you guys to my guest for today. His name is Will. I was reading this article about him in the Daily Mail. So he's a weed activist and a weed enthusiast. He does all these crazy stunts to really... Um, bring attention to why we haven't legalized uh, recreational weed in Australia yet. So I had a really cool conversation with him and we get into the details about the stunt that he did where he projected a weed leaf onto the opera house. So we started by discussing his recent high profile court case and what led up to it. So we, we were embarking on territory that we really had no <laughs> reference for. So it was quite shocking to see such a, impactful response Mm. and once you do that once you kind of get addicted to it Mm. and then we just kept going from there and then we got to to today's matter which was projecting cannabis art and 420 and who are we hurting which is the movement Mm. onto this and a big cannabis dancing cannabis leaf and then all these cannabis plants and blah 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 on the sydney opera house yeah and on the south uh tower of the sydney harbour bridge so how did court go? So did so court they just basically it? we're going to court. We're talking. We're basically our argument is that it's our constitutional right to be able to express our political 
uh, kind of beliefs. Mm. And basically we're charged with this ordinance that was created by the Sydney Opera House Trust, which is a basically a group of non-elected individuals that are, I don't know, maybe big donors of the Sydney Opera House Trust, or I don't know. But, the, but from what I've been told by the lawyer, the zoning of the property of the Sydney Opera House is actually the only trademarked building in Australia. Right. So uh, as a reference point to that, I have a friend that does jet, the jet boarding stuff, you know, with the, the jet pack and yeah. the fly with the water coming yeah, out. Yeah. So he had a show out the front of Luna Park and then he posted the photo of the of the guy doing the flip on the board yeah. um, with the opera house in the background and he got a cease and desist letter from the Commonwealth, also by the Australian government. Yeah. Basically because that was... That was the reason, like so. That so 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 he had to the cease and desist. Now then, afterwards, Red Bull did the uh, high diving competition at Miss Macquarie's mm. chair, and for one of their promos for Instagram, the award-winning diver, high diver, Australian woman. I don't know what her name is, but she's pretty gnarly. She backflipped out of the helicopter into the water. But on the Instagram post underneath, it says with permission from the Sydney Opera House right. and the Sydney Opera House Trust. So it's all about the language, right? Yeah. Okay. So that is basically what is a definition of what we're charged on. So we're 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 charged on the fact of distribution, or um, what is it? Basically, um, it's uh, it's kind of like um, it's like distribution or like basically handing out advertisements on yeah. the Sydney Opera House, right? Without their yeah, permission. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. like we did it for an hour, mm. and we did it from three different places. We did it from the the Hyatt, which is that really baller hotel yeah. that's right there. Yeah. Super, super nice. Probably the nicest hotel I've stayed in, even though I didn't get to really use it. <laughs> so we had one there. We had one on the south spire of the – no, two on the south spire of the uh, Harbour Bridge. Mm. And then I was down at where the uh, the Sydney uh, – the International Cruise Terminal is. Yeah. Like going – like back, like that way, right? Yeah. And so we projected for about oh, – I think it was about 52 minutes – and then finally the opera house like turned on their lights. Yeah. And then like blah, blah, bullshit, bullshit. And then uh, end of we all we bought the footage back to the hotel. My other crew left and we took all that stuff and we're doing the upload onto the cloud. And then my friend's girlfriend, Elle, is on the front of the hotel balcony and she's like sitting there smoking a cigarette and she looks down and the cops are on the the little point that sticks out from where the height is yeah. like the little part of the fucking, the, the kind of the <laughs> pier there and the cops look up and they're like, there you guys are. So yeah. they come and then there's like five, probably four, I think it was like four or five cops and they like knock on the door and they come in and they're like, what, who did, what happened? And everyone's like, nothing, nothing, mm. nothing. And then they're like, we're going to arrest everybody. So I was like, there's like, a, like older lady that was with us that was helped us do it, which was Jenny Hallam. Um, she's a pretty cool chick. She's an interesting one you should interview. Yeah. Um, and basically, and, and, and Alex's girlfriend and stuff like that, and they're not the ones that need to... We came up with the idea, yeah. so we got to take the rap for the... And the cops are like, look, we're going to arrest you all. And I knew that they're going to like get locked up for four or five hours and blah, it's just going to be a bunch of bullshit for them. So I, I was like, looked at Alec and I'm like, look, we just put our hand up and we did it, right? So we, we, we got arrested. They took all of our drives and our cameras and the laser projector and confiscated everything. And luckily my mate was getting, when we were getting arrested, he stashed one of the 
the memory cards yeah. in the plant in the side of up above the kind of corner of the room. Yeah. And then I finally got out because I signed off my bail papers. And then, um, and then basically, um, you know, that kind of we were. I was locked up for six hours. And then my bail conditions, I had to sign in at the cop station three times a week for about two and a half, three months. Mm. And then I wasn't allowed within three kilometres of the Sydney CBD. <laughs> what the and fuck I'm are you doing here? I'm still not allowed to talk to Alec. <laughs> I can't talk to Alec under the bikey, uh, what do they call it, consorting laws, okay? So the bikey consorting laws, which were created in the early, like 2010, whatever it was, to fight bikey crime. And they like they basically, it's a charge that you can't, come together as a group and they can define right. it as a, as a as a criminal act and bullshit bullshit invasion of your fucking rights stuff right yeah and they did that to us and we did we have like a a gag order against us as americans would call it that says <laughs> we're not allowed to communicate with each other so it's like it's so and it was based off a, a bylaw it's really kind of crazy but you know like it comes back to what i said before is that um when you don't know what's going to happen with something because no one's ever done that before. Yeah. So it's like you don't know what's going to happen. It's like there's a lot of intangible, but so, there's an expectation, you know. So why are you doing this? Like what because is it Because we for? want cannabis, we want cannabis yeah. recreationally legalised and we want people to be able to grow their own pot and not have to go to jail for it. Yeah. And Did like you grow I, up here? Yeah, I grew up in Australia, yeah. but I lived all over the world. Yeah. And like I remember um, when I was a really little kid, when I was in Switzerland, weed was legal in, mm. in, in Valais, which is the ca the carton that is where Verbier is, mm. where I used to live when I was a kid. And um, and in in uh, Switzerland, they have the only truly democratic society. So if something goes over 60-40 in the parliament, they have a ref national referendum, and then whatever that decision is makes the law go either way, right? Right. So they weed was legal in uh, Switzerland... And then the cartons all voted and then they voted it illegal again. Right. That was the first experience that I had with it. Then obviously I've been to America, lived in, uh, you know, been to Amsterdam many times, been yeah. blah, bullshit, 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 really. And and now I just, I just discovered a, a love for it in Canada when I was probably like maybe like 15 or 16. Mm. So it made everything better. Well, Will, I've got, a question. I've got a question for you. So yeah. You know, you talk about going to America, great shops, you can get candies, oils, <laughs> you name it, you can get it, everything. Yeah. When do you think Australia could be at that stage where you can actually well, walk into on, a it shop? Depends on the, um, it depends on the way that they do the rollout of legalisation. Mm. Because the way that the Canadians did it is kind of like how they have their liquor stores set up, or at least British Columbia, right? Quebec's a little bit different. And, I th and I'm not 100% sure about like... The other states like Manitoba and and uh, whatever the f whatever the um what's the, anyways blah 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 Ontario and stuff like that. This is a good so whether yeah. <laughs> like America, each state like we own we co-own a, a a cannabis dispensary in California that I used to with one of my good friends Corey Zyla who used to ski with a lot right, and so we can't in America we can't bank the money that we make from cannabis. And we can't because it's not federally legalized. Mm. You can't because it's state. It's a state-run ordinance, right? Similar laws to these zoning blah. It's just like layers and layers of of the law. So in America, there's there's federal law, state law, county law, 
And then there's also um, what's campus law too. So they have certain rules even on the campus of a college that don't apply to the rest of the... That's why they have on-campus police officers, right? And I don't. I think that's only. But anyways, so so we when we make like so when my business partner went to go get his Californian cannabis controlled card to open a cannabis dispensary in California, okay, he had to go to Sacramento with fifty eight thousand dollars in cash and pay them in cash like a drug deal. Yeah because it's not federally ratified, so they can't trade money in the bank system. So we've lost eight bank accounts, I think my friend has, and you can't write anything off, like, so you can't, so it's a, it's a, it's a weird kind of system, right? Now, the one that will be the most interesting is Germany. Germany's about to federally legalize. They've done it in Thailand too, but they did it in the kind of the wrong way. Um, but that guy wants to be prime minister, so he's <laughs> doing what he, it's pretty crazy. They went from like, basically you're gonna go, that's pretty non-expected. But aren't all the states in America making so much money now from the taxes that even like the federal laws in America will catch up because they'll want some of that revenue, won't they? But why won't Australia do it? Why won't Australia do it? Because it's kind of like a, um, I think it's kind of like a little bit more of a nanny society. Mm. I don't think that, I think we're very much under the thumb of, England, um, and I think that it just won't happen because there's no lobby. Like, there's the Greens lobby. There's that big article that came out yesterday that they're suggesting mm. federal legalisation. And they... um, Sorry. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, so... But basically, they, 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 there is the potential that they are, they've just put in this, this bill that says that federal legalisation and you're allowed to grow a certain amount of plants per household... And then there's all these jurisdictional obligations with the the way that cannabis is distributed, policed, you know, like what the dosage levels, like all that stuff. I think the Australian government, if it was ever legalised, would greatly control. I don't think they'd let a free market like America. Well, it's already legal uh, medically here. Yes, it yeah. is. It is also. It is medically illegal here as well. Do you have your medical card? I don't have a medical card, no, but... So what, what about yourself? How did you start smoking cannabis? Well, I actually only started smoking cannabis when I was 21. So yeah. I never actually touched drugs or anything um, like that because growing up, my dad was real addicted to drugs. So I always been scared of like doing any sort of hard drugs or anything like that and classify weed as a hard drug. But I had a really bad breakup with a boyfriend and my friend who was a big weed smoker came over one day and was just like, you know, you haven't been sleeping properly for two weeks. You haven't, yeah, you haven't laughed, smoke a little bit, see how you feel. Smoked a little bit and forgot my problems. So I've been a massive massive pothead since. It definitely adds a lot of value to the world. Um, well, it going makes everything better. Yeah, and going back to what you said about it being federally illegal in the States, yeah. because of that, that was why I was banned from the States for five years. Okay. So I was over there um, after I was filming a show, The Challenge, and I stayed for a couple of months just to party and all that stuff, and then COVID happened. Yeah. So I essentially got stuck in America because I couldn't come home. And I was staying there for like nine months at the time, renewing, renewing my visa. And then it got to the point where I was like, I need to leave the country to renew my visa, but I couldn't get home to Australia. So I had to go to the next closest sort of place that had a US processing, whatever it was, a consulate. So I had to go to Panama and I got my visa approved. And on the way back from Panama, I had to stop in Miami before I went to LA. 
And when I got to the borders in Miami to get back in, they were like to me, why are you coming back here? You've just, just here two weeks ago and you've stayed for nine months. I was like, no, because of COVID, yada, yada. So what happened was because I overstayed my visa by one day because I forgot a renewal date, like I missed the renewal date, they mm. pulled me into the ho holding cell. And when you get I've pulled, and when you get pulled into mm. the holding cell, no one told me that they can go through your phone. So they were like, give me your phone. I was like, uh, why? And they're like, oh, we need to go through it to make sure you're not a sex trafficker or like doing anything dodgy. I was like, okay, uh, here's my phone. And they went through it and they found all these messages about me referencing weed and like shroomies and all that to my friends. They're like, oh, so you were doing drugs in America. And I was like, well, technically I did weed in LA where it's legal. They're like, we are, but federally it's illegal. I was like, well, I went to shop and bought it as a, you know, 21 year old, like 27 year old woman. So it's legal. They're like, no, it's federally illegal. And so they're say, really? saying like, you know, you're on drugs and stuff like that. And yeah, so they're like, oh, you can't, you're banned for five years. So how did you get out? Where did you get sent after you, that? So after that, I had to go back to Panama because they so couldn't. You got sent you back to Panama. Yeah. And you had to, how did you get back to Australia without so, going through America? So I had to stay. To Mexico City? No, so I had to stay in Panama to find a flight that was direct to Australia because remember this time there was no flights going anywhere. Is, 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 can you fly to, it's Panama City, isn't it? Yeah, so you fly from uh, Panama to Dubai. No, Panama to Brazil, Brazil to Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi to New Zealand and New Zealand to Sydney. So I did all that, but I got stuck in Brazil because they said you can't board this flight because New Zealand has these COVID restrictions and all that. And you can't get in unless you've got direct flight to Sydney. I was like, no, but I am going to Sydney. They're like, oh, no, you can't come through here because of quarantine things. So I got stuck in Brazil for a week before I could find a direct flight to Sydney. And they eventually found one. So where that did you fly from Buenos <laughs> Aires? Oh, from, um, um, from Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But yeah. So uh, that's why I'm banned in the States. <sighs> yeah. I got arrested in Utah with less than two grams of pot. Got pulled over by the, uh, the in a place called Park City. Yeah. They have the Sundance Film Festival. Yeah. And um, I was on the way to go see my clothing sponsor. Watch out. Oh. And then... Um, Anyways, we, we went into the uh, Walmart and uh, afterwards we came out. We did an illegal turn. They pulled us over, blah, blah, blah. Tricked my friend into admitting that they could search the car because it's a long story. But anyways, basically, <laughs> I gave them the pot thinking that, like, they'd just That's let me go. Bowl. Oh, this one. Um, basically, I, I, I like... I like... Uh, Get pulled over. We get pulled over. My friend, we're in a big black Hummer though with Quebec plates on. So mm. my friend's driven from the east coast of Canada all the way to California. So that's pretty far, right? So obviously that's a red flag already for a cop. Yeah. And he did the illegal turn. And, and anyway, then anyways, so they arrest me. They they put me in handcuffs, and I'm in the cop car, and there's like a big dog behind it where I am going off like a crazy motherfucking person. And then they take me to the cell. I got locked up for like, I think six or seven hours. Uh, my friend had to bail me out, which cost, I was just only two grams of pot, it's a tiny bit of pot, yeah. right? And obviously Utah's Mormon, right? Now they have medicinal <laughs> cannabis, but recreational cannabis, she's still getting heaps of trouble, apparently. I haven't been there since this happened, right? Fuck. So anyway, so I got, my friend, it cost him $6,000 on his credit card to bail me out, right? And I, I wasn't scared at all, but I got put in the processing cell. And they have the, they have the the like the kind of circular thing. Yeah. And I did the mug shots and all that shit. 
and I've never been arrested other than that and for this. Right? <laughs> and so I go through and then there, there was people being processed in the middle and I, they kept changing like my cubicle I was in. Mm. And I'm in, sitting in the cubicle and I, I was, wasn't really phased for about the first maybe four hours. And then after four hours, I was like, fuck. And it was like, sat, it was like a Friday. So that means that you'd be stuck until, and I think it was like a, like a long weekend yeah. or something like that. And, and or the American equivalent of a long weekend. And I saw people going in and getting the jumpsuits, you know, the yeah. orange jumpsuits. Had I've gone away, I would have just gone to fucking county lockup, right? That's like Summit County. Yeah. It's like, it wouldn't have been that bad, but still. And then I get, so I get bailed out. I, they got, I had to get drug tested to get, because I got a, like a federal misdemeanor and a federal, like, it's just stupid shit, right? So do you have a record? No, I don't have a record. What, what I did was I had to get drug tested for four months in, in Australia. Yeah. And then I had to do a drug and alcohol analysis test. Um, which And I had to send the drug and alcohol test from there to America, like pay like yeah. hundreds of fucking dollars every... And then I had to get interviewed by a psychologist about my drug habits. <laughs> and I fucking lied the shit out of that. And then, but I basically, I couldn't, I couldn't m leave for like six months because yeah. of these two grams of pot. Yeah, it's fucked And then though. I went back to America. I got a new ski sponsor and I'd been stuck in Australia for a long fucking story. But anyways, I, this ski sponsor buys me a ticket to Colorado, right? And I was I going through LA, right? Yeah. And I haven't been back since that happened, right? So I go, my mom's like yelling at me going, come on, like, like just go to the embassy. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, fuck off, shut up. Like, don't worry about it. Like, it's just, I just want to get the fuck out of here, right? Been here for too long, just been there too long, right? Going crazy in my brain because I want to go skiing. And um, fucking, I, I'm like, I get the ticket, I fly over. Yeah. And I get to LAX and I'm there. And they're like, sorry, sir, you've got, I ticked, like, I had no uh, arrest. Yeah. But I had been arrested, right? But I said they were cleared, right? Yeah. They're cleared. Yeah. But I have to now get a, get a, like a, a business visa or like the, yeah, send the them in the passport. This is what I had to do afterwards, right? So I get, I get, I get fucking, I, I'm in LAX. They put me through the processing. I get locked up. In a little cell. Isn't it so fucked with, up? With a little, and in LAX, it's like this ghetto old, looks like an old school class. And it's so right? cold in there. It's cold. <laughs> and they fucking got a VCR player, bro. <laughs> and Seriously, they, they got a VCR player in the ghetto. Like, that's probably the spreader of COVID is that did, little room. Did they go through your phone as well? No, nah, they didn't go through my phone because I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. I, just, I didn't have weed or there was nothing. Yeah. There was charges. It was just stupid. I had to go back and get a different visa. But... And then they sent me back and they took two TSA officers and they escorted me back to the flight. That's so... See, when I was stuck in there, it was the, the worst the moment of my life, though. Like, because... It's pretty bad. Yeah. But, well, for me, cause I flew... Fun. I flew. Was so <laughs> I flew in from Panama at 11 a.m. And this is when there was so like... You got stuck for a week or so. Like, oh, that really fucked you up. I got stuck for 16 hours because the next pretty flight... It's hard to out. navigate if you can't go through America because it's just a connector. Yeah, well, I can't go back now for five years. What do I do? <laughs> oh, I'm fucked. I think you can apply for the... Um, well, I can apply for the, for the visa B visa, but then um, the That's embassy... But the embassy here is not taking anyone until August. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to the Brisbane one. Oh, yeah. I oh, might cool. do that. Yeah. 
actually, fuck, I, I wouldn't want to go back to the States. Now, the only reason why I'll go back to the States is for the weed. That's what I do miss. I miss how you were able to get everything under the sun there, sativa, That's indica, oils, I gummies. Too much when I'm in America. Oh, God. And I just, yeah. And too then you get to a I point do. where you like, you smoke and eat too much weed, and you're just like, I've kind of sick of it. I've knocked out from cannabis many times. Like, edibles are gnarly, especially yeah. if you don't. Oh, they, it doesn't matter how much weed you smoke, edibles will get you. They're gnarly. Yeah. Oh, fuck it. I've been like <laughs> comatose. Like, I, you my wait. friend's dad just went, oh, like a fucking pile of For shit. For me, it's like you can't even move your body no. and like your brain is just trying to move and then it's like, like you, an opium oh, too, it's like, fucked. Yeah. It's kind of like that. It's <laughs> like taking Valium. I was like, scared, so. <laughs> you sleep really good though. I know. Yeah, amazing But munchies though. And what's your personal views and your friend's views on cannabis? Well, I, yes, obviously. I fucking love weed. Like, you know. How long have you been smoking for now? Um, since I was 21, so, so eight years. Eight years? Yeah. Okay. Cool, so that's um, quite a long time. Yeah, so I I fucking, yeah, I've just always smoked weed. I just love it because I have a lot of head you noise. Smoke, you smoke bongs or do you smoke No, nah, I don't do bongs. I just do little rollies or vapes now. The vape's good though, yeah, isn't it? I like it, yeah. But vape will get you really fucking high though. But it gets you so <laughs> monged out though. And like my thing it's is. It's not real functional. <laughs> <laughs> doing stuff a bit. I, I smoked. <laughs> Depends on some people I know like get more charged up. So. No, well, when I was um, stuck in the States, right? Well, I was stuck in Colorado for six months. So yeah. that's where I stayed and I met like a boy there and like with like you know, I had this whole thing. I thought I was gonna like stay there permanently, hence the visa, overstay and all that shit. But um during COVID I would just smoke and go for runs because you, that runner's high you get when you're smoking, it's so enhanced and it's yeah. amazing. What a scam all that shit was. <laughs> you think you had a bad I lived where I live on the Gold Coast border. Yeah. There was a border closure for almost a year and a half. Yeah. So you couldn't come from New South Wales into Sydney yeah. in the, without going through the police checks. So I had a car on either side of the border. Yeah. And then I just walked through the park. <laughs> I did that for a year and a half. And then my mom, who's in... Well, anyways, the, that, that shit was horrible, dude. Yeah. How the fuck can they set up a domestic border in our... That's, and now look at it. COVID's like nothing. Like... Oh, man, I was... Yeah, that I had a friend have a very bad incident with like the, all that bullshit. Really? Yeah, what? she got she got uh, she was coming back from Melbourne into mm. WA, and um, she's a foreigner, mm. and she um, went back to WA. She so she's self quarantining in a house. Her boyfriend, ex now ex boyfriend, uh, accused her of cheating. Oh. And he punched her in the head. Fuck. And she like said he was gonna kill her, but you know went psycho. And uh, she ran out of the house. She went to the next door neighbor's house. The guy was like, locked the door. Guy comes over screaming bullshit. Cops come. He gets arrested. Well, she broke her quote quarantine laws. Okay, she's a she's a she works with frontline worker, right? I'm not going to get into more details because she wouldn't want me to. But it's a horrible story, which is pretty embarrassing for Australia and especially for. That fucking dickhead, Mark McGowan. It just goes back to what you're saying. Like we are such people forgotten, right? Yeah. So she gets she gets beaten up. And mm. She's running away for her life. She gets arrested too for breaking quarantine. She gets locked up for two nights. Gets strip searched. Same holding cell as a criminal. And then she had to pay six thousand bucks and quarantine in a fucking hotel with two security guards there. That's fucked up. 
and she didn't do anything. All yeah. she did was just walk out the door to get away from a guy that's trying. So, and I'm, that's only one example, right? Yeah. I'm sure it happened a lot more. Mm. But like, even my, like it was, and people are easily forgotten. They don't talk about it now. Mm. That was fucking invasion of our rights. Yeah. Like that's why it got to the end. Remember when that the crazy protests and yeah, because people just had a gutful, and I've I've had a gutful of Australia as well with everything that's been going on. Like, but America's falling apart too. <laughs> I know, so what do we do? Move to Thailand? Um, <laughs> I want to move to Russia. Really? Why Russia? Fucking that with everything happening. Everything happening right no, now. I They're about to be no, bombed. No, Russia's amazing. Like I went to Sochi about yeah. four years ago. To go skiing, maybe five, four or five. They're going through a war right now. Is that five years ago? It's about five years ago, right? <laughs> Anyways, it was amazing. It was so cool. It was beautiful. The mountains there are so sick. And the girls are amazing. And Moscow is a strange city. It's very drab and dreary. We went there in like March. Mm. Um, but yeah, Russia was pretty fucking cool, man. Yeah, but they're going through a war right now. So Yeah, but the war's in the, the west of the Ukraine, or the yeah. east of the Ukraine. Like it's not in Russia. Like is weed legal there? No, nah, you don't want to. Did yeah. you see that Brittany Griner or whatever her name is the girl that the, went the bus? Yeah, I did. I did. The little thing. Nah, you can get. I smoked weed in when I was in Russia, but I just smoked one joint in three weeks. Yeah, I met some girl that I met on Tinder. We hooked up, and she was pretty cool. And she bought me a doobie, and we smoked the doobie <laughs> like behind the block, the big, in the fake Disneyland village that's yeah. been built for the 2014 Olympics. Um, it was a pretty interesting place. It was very beautiful. And um, I'd like to live there, actually, for a few months. It'd be pretty cool. So is that next for you? What's next? Um, Are you doing something crazy for 420 uh, this year? Yeah, we do have some plans. Yeah. Some shit in action. We don't, but obviously, well, you'll have to wait and see. <laughs> we kind of got some interesting ideas. It's kind of, it's a hard one to think of. Um, we're still on bail. So we have to be mindful of that. Because if we do do something, we can just get fucked with more. Yeah. So what, like, what is this all for, though? Like, who's just, funding it? It's just for we fund it. Yeah, and is it just for a laugh? We like, have, no, it's not for a laugh yeah. at all. It's for we want cannabis legalized. Yeah, so you're doing so it until cannabis gets legalized. Well, basically, yeah. yeah. What else? It's are a we campaign, gonna... but but we'll. I mean, there's a lot of people listening to this now who are sitting back, getting high. Mm. What can they do apart from like they can write yeah. into their Thank to their you. local. They can like yeah. write into their local MP. Um, you know they can. Go get their medicinal cannabis script if they need it, which is really beneficial towards super um, easy to the do. kind of the journey that we're going to go on to potential recreational legalization in Australia, because the medicinal system at the moment is actually reasonably good, um, but not a lot of people are aware of it. So there's only like, you know, just over maybe a hundred thousand people that I'm aware of or that are on the program. It might be a little bit more, it might be a little bit less, but you can understand that if more people knew about it then more people would be doing it because it, it is very beneficial for a lot of different ailments and a lot of different things. And it's actually very easy to get. It's so easy. I just gave so them a it's, call. It's, which is... Yeah. And how was your process? How did you go Super about it? Super easy. She asked me like a couple of questions. Why you need I was like, I've got anxiety. Have you smoked before? Yep. I lived in America for six months. She's like, yep, here you go. And I send them a text and order my weed. And you it, order your weed through your text? You that's it and they awesome. deliver it right at my door <laughs> yeah so that is available which is awesome um it's pretty much almost weed legalization in a way yeah but it's for it's still not freedom it's not like it's it should be treated like alcohol yeah and again this is my opinion and but then that's how that's what i think that other people might have a differing opinion but 
you know, you, you, you can reference all these countries that have decriminalised and then kind of uh, legalised, potentially if you call it that, or decriminalised personal uses of drugs and treated drugs and drug addiction as a health problem instead of a criminal problem. Um, I think that those societies have progressed immensely in a very short amount of time simply because of just certain changes in, you know, well, look at legislation. Thailand. And like, I never thought they would legalise weed out of that's all an, countries. That's an interesting one. It'll be, yeah. it'll be very interesting to see how that transpires mm. because Have obviously there's a, lot of, there's a lot of shops and there's a lot of people selling on the – it's not a very controlled market. Yeah. Um, a lot of US companies and have stuff. Cookies just opened their first store in Bangkok, I think. Um, uh, and so, you know, like that's pretty awesome. It's amazing. I never would have thought that would happen either. But I've never been to Thailand, so. Oh, okay. I don't really been. have the reference point yeah. of that. I, I, I obviously know what Thailand is. <laughs> I've been many places in the world, but most of the places I've traveled to were always for skiing. I saw some a meme the other day that said, Italy for women is like Thailand for men. <laughs> okay, yeah. Italy's pretty fucking amazing, yeah. though. Italy's a couple so months sick. ago, yeah. Northern Italy's yeah. fucking I was off in Lake that. Como. Oh my god. <laughs> Fuck, I had some crazy times in Milan. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> Dating in Milan's actually very strange. I, I I read on the on the web on the internet that in Milan a, a, a man will court a woman for 3 to 4 months with gifts and attention before he will, you know, get laid. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's an interesting one. I should move to Milan strange. then. Yeah. But man, there's some beautiful women that walk those streets. Damn, I saw some very eclectically beautiful women with just the maddest style. You yeah. Know, like fucking swagger. Oh my god. Um, but the f and the food there is just incredible. Yeah. The food. Oh, I took a bunch of hash and and blah 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 to Milan and to Venice and just. Smoked so much pot and just walked so around good. and just ate so much fucking food. Yeah. It's so, it's like fugasmic, everything you <laughs> eat. And you, especially when you smoke weed, it makes food so much better. And that's why you traveled halfway around the world yeah. to go to Italy was to go eat fucking dank as fuck food, high as fuck. That's like that, you know, that's the best thing in the world. That's it. Well, speaking of, I've got the munchies right now, so we should wrap this up. <laughs> so, what 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 are you, what are your may I ask before we leave? What so what are your family's kind of um, views and like the general population that you interact with? Well, what my do they think about cannabis legalization. My mum will, if she knows that I was smoking, she would probably disown me. So hopefully, she will never find this podcast. <laughs> 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 like a lot of things that you know I do, but I come from a very um, what is your background? I'm Viet, so oh, nice. my parents are very strict and my mum is just the typical stereotype tiger mum. So when she found out I was she caught a cig she caught me with a cigarette before and I was fucked for like two weeks. Like she whooped the shit out of me. Um so if she was to find out I was smoking, yeah, she would hate it. But my friends like my friends are all smokers, most of them anyway. So and my do most of them smoke joints or do they smoke bongs? Joints. We're a classy bunch. <laughs> it is definitely a classier bunch, but, you know, right time, right place. It's not. In, in the States, all the kids are smoking the vape pens with the oil. That's all what they're doing. I've got one here, actually. I'll yeah. give you one after the podcast. Uh, yeah, I wish you could oh, get... Oh, you got one, actually. It's hard to get them in Sydney, but um, not impossible. But it's incredible. It. And it's changed the party scene there. Everyone's just 
high all the time with vape pens. Oh, they're fucking awesome, eh? <laughs> hey. They fuck you up, dude. Ooh, they yeah. get you really high, especially when you're drinking when you have a couple of beers. But it's a great buzz. <laughs> it's fantastic. What's going on? It's fantastic. <laughs> and and so what, what would you what would you as a, as an Australian citizen what would you like to see? happen in australia with legal i would like to see where you know like la i want weed i want to be able to go to a shop buy my weed like an adult like i can buy cigarettes and alcohol now you know that's exactly. what i would ideally that's, I would that's like to pretty see much all it kind of boils down to yeah is the for, the for me personally people already have med medicinal cannabis and that's a great program and i i, I encourage everybody out yeah. there to to go and see their local gp or google Medical cannabis, Australia, you know, obviously on the Gold Coast is Burley cannabis. Medical, can you know, there's all sorts of people all over the world, all over Australia, excuse mm. me, that are doing it. Um, and it's a lot easier than people think and people need to know that. Um, and then hopefully in the future that expands and then potentially this Greens bill goes through and they legalise cannabis. But personally... <sighs> Do you think, you think we're there? Oh, I think if they, vote really, if they really voted for it, people would vote for it you know like yeah when new zealand did it they did it on as a plebiscite like i think it was two years ago or a year and a half ago and they put it on the backside of um euthanasia and so that was you know and jacinta arden didn't really take a stance on it and that it, it because it was a COVID year that conservative government um it just missed out on on going through by like three percent it's like 47 52 or 50 blah yeah. blah um so there's a lot of stuff that could be probably be learned from that. Obviously, what does euthanasia and uh, cannabis legalization have? Why is that in the same? <laughs> Why like, is that in the I same just, category? Well, I don't know what how it works <laughs> in New Zealand, but well, fuck if I was about to, you know, try so to. Off I, myself. I personally <laughs> think it'd be cool to have like a referendum, like um, like they did for gay, you know, marriage. Mm. That'd be cool, but I don't think that's going to happen. I I'll try and push it and keep going. But like, honestly, unless you get one of those two big parties involved and on your on your on your shit, you need to really pay, grease a lot of people's pocketbooks and make it in their best interest, and then maybe you might get some law change. But there is one dude um, that in uh, in in Canberra who they've just obviously they've decriminalised cannabis in Canberra. You're allowed to you're allowed to grow your own plants. But only up to two though, right? No, I think it's a little bit more than that. I think you're up to allowed up to fifty grams. Six. 56 grams or something like that, <laughs> which is pretty awesome. Grams. Which is pretty awesome, you know? And then, so I think his name's Michael Pedersen, his name is, yeah. Anyway, so he also has legal, has put in a bill that went through to decriminalise personal amounts of all drugs for everyone in the ACT. And that comes in at the end of October of this That's year. That's awesome. So that'll be a really good microcosmos test of the ramifications or the the betterment of the society in Australia in front of people's eyes. It's already happened with cannabis. Yeah. And you don't see people smoking cannabis everywhere. Mm. Even decriminalisation would be massive. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Agreed, yeah. That would be the step towards a, like a much brighter, f green future yeah. for everyone. And oh. like there's so many uses of it. So again, at the, at the end of the day, a national referendum, but, but they should just legalise it. It shouldn't have to be a vote. It should just happen. Yeah. In my yeah, personal opinion. <laughs> Just fucking do it. <laughs> and, there's, and there's a lot, you know, like today there was, yesterday there was a report that came out that said that, um, you know, uh, cannabis could contribute about $28 billion a year yep. to the economy for no, roads, schools, 
and you just make sure that it's taxed correctly it's controlled it takes all the fucking um money out of the organized crime it's you get a better quality product which means that you get less adverse risks because of proper fucking um flushing of the system of the chemicals that they grow with and none of that really shitty horrible weed that's very prominent in australia yep. The, the bushweed. PCR bullshit. No, not not bushweed. Bushweed's good. PCR stuff that's that's basically covered in in chemicals that aren't good for you. The hydro shit. Yeah, no, yeah. hydro can be done properly, mm. but if it's not done properly and it's not flushed properly, then you're going to get a lot of the chemicals, which then cause psychosis. Mm. So th- the weed here, the really the like the weed that's like prominent everywhere, which is being distributed for by. A, you know, a, a group of <laughs> a bunch of groups of of these criminal organisations. That we don't know. <laughs> it's not really, um, it's not really that good a product, and it's not really good for you. So legalisation, and more people even getting medical, which is what I was talking about. The more people that get it. So if you have any ailments, go to the doctor, mm. Google it, find out, go get re- legal weed. It's pretty awesome. So you can get it, but not many people know that you can get it. And then very other, and then of the people that know, less and less will actually go through mm. and do it. So, but if more people did that, then that'd send the numbers up, and that's the, the rippling yeah. effect. I'm just going to chuck a link in the description yeah, for people to check. Yeah, people check it out. Yeah. Awesome. Thank All you so right. much for your time. It was well, pretty interesting to chat. Thank you so much for coming, and give people a plug of how they can find you. Um, check us out. Um, I'm launching a CBD company, which is next week, uh, called Byron Bay CBD. Guiding light to health and wellness. Yes. We're going to have some pretty crazy... Um, we check it out. Yeah. Sports creams and tinctures and all sorts of stuff like that. Um, my personal is Willie's World 69 and Ballin' on a Budget Media. So... Appreciate you. Thank you thank so you. much. And um, check us out. Uh, check out also the Craze Code. Shout, shout out to Alec. Um, <laughs> we're, he's my partner in crime. We've been doing this for a long time. Uh, check him out at the Craze Co on Instagram. And on YouTube. Yay! Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you would like to reach out and say hello, feel free to email me on hello at the divine.com. That's divine with a D E E. I'm also active on socials on Instagram only, not Twitter, at D Nguyen. See ya!